Fun Factory.com has partnered with Locker Room Talk and Shots. So when you use my special code, SELS20, you get 20% off your Fun Factory purchase. Just head to us.funfactory.com and use my code, SELS20, at checkout for 20% off sex toys, lube, massage oils, and more. Cheers. <laughs> Do the sex. Hi, this is Annette Benedetti, your hostess for Locker Room Talk and Shots, the podcast that likes to think of itself as the queer NPR of raunchy women's sex talk. You are about to sit in on the kind of conversations women have on their girls' nights out or behind closed doors while enjoying delicious drinks and dishing about sex. Think fun, honest, and feminist as fuck, and always with the goal of fighting the patriarchy one orgasm at a time. Welcome to the locker room. <laughs> Ring loop. Today's locker room talk topic is sex and intimacy retreats, the inside scoop from a sexologist and a certified sex coach. And my guest today is clinical sexologist and certified sex coach, Christine D'Angelo. I found her on TikTok. And I just recently, like moments ago, found out she she's my neighbor. We are both in uh, Portland. So that's exciting. Um, and there's just so much to Christine. So I am going to hand the mic over to you, Christine, to tell my listeners about you. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, yes, I'm a clinical sexologist, certified sex coach. I've been in private practice since 2016. And I specialize in coaching women and couples towards sexual fulfillment. Um, it's, you know, I, a lot of people ask me, okay, but what it, what is it that you really do? Like, what is it like to be in a session with you? And I, I, you know, I get some jokes around like, oh, do you wear like a referee shirt? Do you have a whistle? You know, do you, are you like, are you watching people have sex and then calling out like, what they're doing wrong. Like, I mean, and I'm like, awesome. no, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd probably get paid a lot more if that was actually, right. my approach. uh, but my approach is, is talk only. So it's, so my format is similar to what you would expect in a therapist's office. Um, you come in, uh, you tell me what your concerns are, what are you wanting to learn more about, improve on, expand your knowledge of this or that. Um, and we really roll our sleeves up and get to work. So my process of coaching is meant to be short term and results driven, but it's also talk only. So there's no nudity involved. I'm not asking to watch you do this, that, or the other. Um, any home assignment I'm asking you to do is happening in the privacy of your own home. I give you very thorough, detailed instructions of what I want you to do so that we are working towards your ultimate goal sets. Um, and then you come back in the session having, you know, taken some notes and we go over your notes and what was that like for you? What did you experience? Um, what did you like? What did you dislike? And we go from there and make any changes we need to make. Um, I like to see it as, you know, what I do, it's almost improv every time I go into a session because I never know what a client's going to come back with. And I always have to be on my toes and ready to pivot. 
for what it is they're wanting to work on. What was that experience like for them when they came back doing the home assignment? What are any changes we want to make? Um, and being able to, to pivot like that, and it, it really creates a very um, specified, specific like action plan for my clients because nobody's cookie cutter and they don't fit into any specific mold, especially when it comes to sexuality. So that's kind of one of the fun perks of my job is like really getting to utilize that part of my brain where I'm like, oh, I got to be on my toes all the time and be ready to make that pivot. But ultimately, you know, helping people find sexual fulfillment in their lives, whether it's individually or if they're coupled, is one of the most rewarding things that I've ever done in my life. I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, so guys, you can't get a better description of what she does than that. So now we know um, Christine is having tea this evening with me and I am having, yes, I'm having a watermelon soda water because I'm wildlife over here. (laughs) (laughs) But um, we've got a lot to cover. I'm excited to talk about sex retreat. So Christine, thank you for joining me. Cheers. Let's talk about sex. Cheers. Yes. I've been very curious uh, since I've been in a relationship, which I've been in uh, under two years, just under two years. But even before that, I have seen TV specials on sex and intimacy retreats. There's lots of shows out there that gives you like little peeks at it. But Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people wonder what is it all about? But before yeah. we dive into that, my little, I have one question. You are both a sexologist and sex coach. What, what's the difference yes. between that? Yeah. What is the difference between? Yeah. Good question. Yeah. So a sex, being, being a sexologist essentially just means that I study human behavior or that um, I went to school specifically to earn a certification in some sort of specific training, um, but that I also continue my education, learning about sex and sexuality. Um, And that's honestly one of the fun parts about being a sexologist, because there's always something to learn. There's always something new to explore. And as an individual, figure out how do I feel about that, right? Right. Um, But then also, my clients are coming to me for guidance, for resources. And um, I have to stay up on all of this stuff um, in order to give them the best possible coaching that I can. Um, So if you can view sexology as kind of an umbrella term for all of the different types of professions that someone can work in with sex and sexuality. So then I'm under the umbrella of sexology as a certified sex coach or Someone could be a certified sex therapist or a certified somat- somatic body worker um, or a sex a sexual surrogate. Um, so it, it's just an, it's an umbrella term basically saying that, oh, I'm a sexologist, which means I went to very specific studying for this profession. Oh, okay. Well, that, that helps me. I was like, these definitions are are things that I have not heard of before. So let's dive into sex retreats. Who are they for? I mean, I know they could be for anybody, but you know, who are they really for? 
I think it depends on where you're at in your relationship and what, what are you wanting to develop? What are you wanting to work on? Um, some sex retreats are more playful. They're really focused towards like, Ooh, maybe the swinging lifestyle, um, kind of, you know, different types of relationships that you can have kind of the ethical non-monogamy, um, you know, that's definitely a side of, of retreats that people can explore. Meaning that people can go to them to meet other couples and, and potentially develop relationships. Is that what we're talking about? Or just to navigate the complexity of something that's, I think a little bit more newly accepted and becoming more mainstream. Yeah, good question. So there's just different approaches to the retreats that you can have. So I think some people can go to retreat thinking, oh, this is going to be more relaxed, fun, playful. We're going to meet other people who live this lifestyle, maybe make some connections that way. Maybe hook Um, up. Maybe hook up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. There's a little bit. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, But I think also people can go to retreats being um, ethically non-monogamous, right? But maybe wanting to learn how to be better at this lifestyle. So it's more Mm -hmm. of an educational type of structure. Um, My retreat that I'm putting on is meant for couples, um, any kind of couple who is just wanting to learn how to deepen and enrich that specific relationship. Right. One thing I did like, and and folks, we're going to get to her retreat and how you can look it up and all of that by the end of the podcast. So stay tuned if you're curious and interested. Um, but one thing that I, I liked in the description of yours, um, and I wonder if it is more difficult to do, is that you did say it was for anyone, meaning um, you welcomed people of all orientations, trans folks, um, LGBTQ folks. Uh, non-monogamous, monogamous. Is it as someone who is coming up with uh, most retreats and yours in this case that has workshops and classes, it, does that make it more challenging? Do you find that people come who come want to be with like-minded, like lifestyle people or um, does it not matter? We'll be right back. My code SELS20 is your key to kicking off the sexiest new year ever had when you use it at funfactory.com. Enjoy 20% off Fun Factory's luxury products, including vibrators, cock rings, lube, and more when you use my code SELS20. Check out the Vim Vibrating Wand. Yes, the one featured on this podcast thumbnail. Grab the nose vibrating cock ring and experience more simultaneous orgasms in 2024. And don't forget to check out their rabbit style vibes. I'm talking about the lady bye for toe curling blended O's all year long. Just fill your cart and use code SELS20 at checkout and enjoy 20% off when you shop funfactory.com. Cheers. I honestly don't think that it matters because when someone is looking into a retreat like mine, we do put a disclaimer out there. We are saying all people are welcome. Um, And so you know that you are going to be with other people who might not mirror you and your type of relationship, right? And so um, right away, we're saying this is a welcoming environment. If you don't want to be a part of that in any way, 
then this might not be the retreat for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I go on um, our local TV channel. I do a um, afternoon live, it's called. Um, and you know what? I have to speak in broad terms. I have to speak in a way that's um, inclusive and 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 every it can resonate with everybody depending on where they're at, or it, it doesn't matter where they're at. Um, and so as a sexologist, we are trained, especially for clinical sexologists, then that means we're trained specifically to have clients and how to work with different types of clients so that nobody feels left out and that um, we have done the hard work ourselves to figure out, okay, where, where do I feel the most comfortable in, in my client base? Who do I feel like I can best serve to my the, the best ability that I have? And so I just think that the person who I'm doing, the, the, the my co-host, she's a huge part of the LGBTQIA community, um, and I am too. And so we just felt like, let's just open this up to everybody because our, our coaching skill sets allow for that. But I don't think that everyone's coaching skill sets would necessarily no. allow for that. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think, so I... Uh, identify as bisexual. And and sometimes it's really hard to find a place to talk about and learn about sex and have so, and, and feel um, comfortable sharing my thought. Because, you know, yeah. your orientation informs everything you do every day and how you look at people and interact with the world and stuff like that. So yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that that was fantastic that it, you had such a broad spectrum of people that you were welcoming. And not just uh, sexual orientations, but lifestyle orientations. Yeah, that's absolutely awesome because they're all normal, just different, right? Absolutely. Um, do you find that most of the people that decide to sign up for a sex and intimacy retreat are coming with issues, like they they're having problems, and that's why they're signing up? Is Mm-hmm. Would you say that's the bulk of people or are there other reasons why people are coming? Yes. To so I think, um, you know, yes, I think people could be seeking out a retreat because there are some problems that have come up in their sex life. But I think some people just feel like there's a disconnect. And how do we how do we bridge this gap? How do we how do we create more comfort for ourselves around this topic in general? Um a lot of people have a hard time talking about sex. Um, I mean, mostly because we aren't conditioned to talk about sex, right? And so um, it's like, ooh, something's coming up in a relationship. We either avoid it. Um, we talk to everyone but our partner about the issue, or we talk to our partner about it, and we're, we don't do it in a very effective way, right? So an, a retreat can help people who are feeling a disconnect feel like maybe sex has never really been a positive part of their relationship. Um, But ultimately, if you're going to a retreat, like a sex and intimacy retreat, you want to make sure who is putting it on. Is it a sex therapist? If it is, that's going to be a place where you go if you have some relational conflict that you want to sort through. And maybe that relational conflict is happening so often that it has now affected your sex life. 
right? So that's, that's where kind of that difference between sex therapy and sex coaching, it can be really helpful to understand the difference. Is this retreat right for me? Is this really going to hit on the, the targeted issues that we're having as a couple? So with, with the retreat that I'm putting on, it's more of a opportunity for someone to improve on what's currently happening in their sex life. How do we, how do we create more intimacy? How do we create romance, right? How do Mm -hmm. we, how do we come together and create an intimacy that feels so wonderful and inviting that we want to come back and have more and more and more of it, right? Right. Um, So it just really, it depends on the person and, and their situation and also who is hosting the event and what is their ultimate goal for you being right. a participant in this retreat. So would you say one of the number one uh, issues brought to retreats has to do with communication? A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I think it's interesting normalizing talking about sex is, is one of my missions. Me I think, too. <laughs> and especially I, I think for women, um, we've been taught it's really not appropriate for us. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm talking about conventional, conventional ideas, which you and I live in a little bit of a bubble here in, in Portland, right. of course. But once I step out of that bubble, I'm often just like hit by and struck by and and shocked back into the reality Mm -hmm. of what women are told is proper and not proper and what makes us come off as like crude and crass and slutty and whorish in our Mm -hmm. language and how we talk about sex so yeah and I and I often say on this podcast if you can't talk about sex you shouldn't be having sex Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean I Mm -hmm. really feel like if you especially if you can't talk with the person you're with, then right. you've got a real issue. So, so I would, it's a big step for people to decide to sign up for a sex and intimacy retreat. Mm-hmm. So by the mm-hmm. time they get there, if they are having issues, I assume they must be uh, important enough and big enough that the couple is ready to yeah. take a step. Absolutely. I think that communication is one of the biggest barriers to people improving their sex life. And I always say that the best way to improve your sex life is to talk about it. Um, that is, that's the direct pathway to improving your sexual experience with a partner. Um, I think you can still have sex with yourself. Sure. Um, in fact, I encourage that because the more you have sex with yourself, the more you understand your own potential for pleasure, leading you to feeling more comfortable talking about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that's for a whole other podcast. Episode. I have sex with myself a lot. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I mean, and I'm pretty fucking good in bed. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Based on my own experience, man. <laughs> Can right? I just take myself to one of these retreats? Do singles ever? So I'm, I know this one is specifically for couples, but do you ever, I, I'm making an assumption. Is this your first retreat or have you done more than one? We'll be right back. 
Start the new year off with a bang. My code explores 15 gets you 15% off womanizer.com's famous pleasure air tech sex toys. You know, the clit satisfying sucking sensation that guarantees explosive orgasms. Just go to womanizer.com and check out my personal favorite, the Womanizer Duo 2. Get ready for blended orgasms or the premium two. Womanizer.com has something for you, whether you are seeking clitastic satisfaction, blended orgasms, or explosive G-spot experiences. Just shop womanizer.com and use my code EXPLORES15 at checkout for 15% off. That's 15% off all womanizer.com products with my code EXPLORES15 at checkout. Cheers. I have been a I've been a part of a retreat as a um, presenter, but this is my first retreat that I'm actually hosting uh-huh. with a co-host, where we are taking on the full responsibility, creating it from the ground up. How exciting! Yeah, uh, are there sex and intimacy retreats that singles can come to? Absolutely. I mean, is that a thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact. You know, anytime you are following someone and you really appreciate their perspective, their voice on the subject, like reach out to them specifically and just say, hey, do you ever put on things for single people? What are you, what are your offerings in that area? Um, because this person might not have ever thought about doing that. And you might spark something pretty interesting in that person to create something for you in that way. Um I have done a lot of like individual uh workshops for women. Um, but I would absolutely love to do a workshop for singles. I, one of my favorite things to do with my clients is work on dating and just kind of like self-improvements. Um, how can I really step into the dating scene or the dating world, like being fully sexually empowered and there's nothing more powerful to me than being in a room full of women who are exploring their potential for pleasure. So, and it's so funny because I actually wrote down this question to ask you uh, because I, I had seen it written out on your website as well, but it's wonderful that you brought it up here. How would you define sexual empowerment specifically for women? That's my interest mm-hmm. in, and vulva owners. Um, yeah. Yeah. What is, how do you define that? What is sexual empowerment? Sexual empowerment means that you feel empowered to explore your own sexuality without feeling guilt or shame, um, slut shaming yourself, um, talking yourself out of certain things for fear of how you might look to others or how you might come across to others. So it's yeah. really about not giving a shit what other people think. Right. When you are in the driver's seat, of your own experiences, you are able to drive the experience, talk about the experience, um, be able to voice what I call your sexual voice, right? So you're able to ask for, advocate for your own pleasure, asking for what you want, need, and desire, and not having any reservations about it. That's sexual empowerment. Right, right. Uh, Because we all have desires, thoughts, wishes, mm-hmm. that whether they come to fruition or not are there. And mm-hmm. it seems to me at least, and I and I want to get to maybe how you address this at a retreat, because it certainly seems like uh, it's it probably is 
one of your priorities is couples have a really hard time. And even, even myself at times in my relationship, which is really, I mean, I, I do this all of the time. So I talk about sex Mm -hmm. all the time, but then when you're sitting with, you know, the person that you're with, um, it can be really hard to admit the things that you fantasize about or potentially want to have happen for fear that uh, whoever you're with might freak out about it. Yeah. And where that mm-hmm. freak out level threshold is, is different for everyone, right? So for somebody who's been pretty vanilla, they may be afraid to even say something, something like, I'd like to have a little spanking or, you know, mm-hmm. I want to try mm-hmm. penal sex. Whereas for yeah. another person, it's like saying, um, I had a, a mentioned this on a, a podcast I, I just did uh, for a woman to be willing to say, yeah, I want to have a threesome, but I'd like to do it with two guys and not two girls. Like the stigma that a woman yeah. would want two cocks at once. Right. You know, how do you say that to your partner, mm-hmm. even if you are fairly sexually empowered? And I think for at least in my experience and talking to people and people who've reached out to me since I started the podcast, one of the things they talk about the most is like, I really love this woman or person I'm with, but I don't know how to tell her, like, I want to hear the things I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so they, the silence happens. Right. A a big part of that, a big chunk of that is just normalizing fantasies in general, right? Having a better understanding of the erotic mind, understanding that while you fantasize, so does your partner and there's nothing wrong with that. We all do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Normalizing your own fantasies though, realizing that yes, you do fantasize because I do hear from a lot of women who say, oh, I don't, I don't fantasize. I don't, I don't have any fantasies. And then we dig in a little more and we come to find, oh, wait, you fantasize about a lot of things. You've just never been able to recognize it for yourself as being a sexual fantasy. Hmm. So by normalizing it for the individual first, they're like, oh, I actually have a different perspective of fantasies now. And then you go into a conversation with your partner, right? But also learning how your mind works, which is if your partner just out of the blue says to you, I want to have threesomes, your brain is automatically going to jump to the worst case scenario, right? Yeah. So now you're swimming in worst case scenario land and you start feeling anxious, your palms are sweaty. You're feeling like intimidated by this. You're feeling your your relationship be threatened by this. So you're going into fight, flight, or freeze mode almost immediately, right? right? That does not create an environment which healthy communication can now exist, okay? Right. So understanding that that is a possibility when your partner shares something with you is very helpful. All right. I know I'm going to try to not jump to worst case scenario and then developing the amazing skill set of asking questions. So let's say your partner says, I'm into threesomes. I'd really love to have a threesome. Instead of letting your brain jump to worst case scenario, you ask a clarifying question. Well, is this a fantasy that you're actually wanting to act on or is this a fantasy that you're okay with it remaining a fantasy 
right away, you know which junction this conversation is going to go, right? Right, right. Your partner could say, you know what? I fantasize it about, I fantasize about it a lot. I don't think I'd actually want to act on it, but I would love to talk about it. Maybe we can role play it out. Maybe we could see what I mean. It's already starting to shift in a direction where, oh, this is actually feeling a little bit more comfortable for me. And then you can just continue to ask clarifying questions, right? Right. But also say, okay, does this, does this involve me? Or is this something you're saying you want to go experience on your own, right? That's also going to help you decide how you feel about this. Now we know the kind of problems that bring people to a sex and intimacy retreat. I mean, I assume some people are just like in good sexual relationships and they're like, let's next level this now. You know, we've got this mm-hmm. opportunity to go to a beautiful mm-hmm. place. And in the case of yours, you're going to Puerto Vallarta, which is one of my f- most favorite places on earth. Um, but you've decided to do this retreat. You get online. Uh, when you're researching the retreat, Let's just start there. How do you pick the retreat Mm -hmm. for you? We'll be right back. Kick off the new year with a jaw-dropping 30% off of some of the hottest sex toys and my favorite, Gleam Lube, with code EXPLORES30 when you shop thethruster.com. Known as the home of the incredible build-your-own-thruster prime, thethruster.com is also partnered with lassiere.com, where you'll find gorgeous vibrating steel toys, and boutiquevoila.com, where you can grab a vibrating lipstick, a rubber ducky that gets lucky, or even get pounded by... Thor's hammer, literally, all for 30% off with code EXPLORES30. Just head to thethruster.com where you'll find The Thruster, Lassier, and Boutique Voila and enjoy 30% off your site-wide purchases with code EXPLORES30 at checkout. Cheers. The best retreat. Find out, yeah, so find out who's putting it on and do a little bit of a deep dive into that person or those individuals who are putting it on, right? right? Does does their stance resonate with you? Is there is there messaging something that resonates with you? Are you are you finding yourself wanting to lean in to hear more about what this person has to say? Because you're going to hear a lot more about what that person has to say and what they want to teach you and what they want to share with you on how to improve your sex life, finding out like if you are more of of a religious person, right? Like maybe you want someone who's more religious leaning. Maybe um, you are an atheist. Find someone who is not religious leaning because those are that's the messaging system that you're walking into. Mm-hmm. Um, finding out like it just by doing research and who's putting it on, I think can tell you a lot about their intention, the energy, the attitude that they're bringing into the retreat. My my co-host and I, we are very approachable, fun-loving. Just, we are, we like to have fun. We like to giggle. We like to make it fun for you because if sex is fun, you want to have it more often, right? Right, right. But maybe you're more of an introvert. Maybe you want more of a kind of leaned back, calming relaxation type retreat, right? That is not what you're going to find at my retreat. We're going to have some fun, right? We're going to get you up out of your seat. We're going to get you moving your body. We're going to get you 
you know, laughing a bit. Um, so being able to understand the, the facilitators, the hosts' energy levels is really important. But then also, once you've kind of gone through those filters and you're still on board, look at exactly what you're going to be learning on this retreat, right? If there's 10 points, do you need at least eight of those things? Then you're going to get a very enriching experience at that retreat. If out of 10 of those things, you only need two of those things, maybe that's not the best fit for you. Right, right. Now you've booked the retreat. We are going to take a quick break. When we get back, we are going to, we're going to fly to the retreat <laughs> in our minds. And you're going to walk <laughs> us through what that, that, that time there is going to look like for people who are coming. I imagine a lot of people who are considering um, playing with the idea of this have some fears. So hopefully we will dissipate some of the fears around that and maybe spark some excitement and interest um, because how wonderful is it? There are all of these resources out there. I, I think with couples, especially long-term couples, throuples, relationships, one of the things that we can pretty much count on at some point in time suffering is the sexual part of the relationship. So it's mm -hmm. awesome to know that, I mean, what better way to work on a relationship than going on a, a retreat to a I know. beautiful I know. location? So um, <laughs> we will join Christine when we get back in just one minute or less uh, to talk about what happens at the retreat. We'll be right back. And we're back. I've been talking to a sexologist <clears throat> and sex coach, Christine D'Angelo, and she has clients, she does workshops, and she has a retreat, a sex and intimacy retreat coming up. And we were talking about what brings people to the retreat. And now we are going to fly to the retreat in our minds, unfortunately only, and talk about what mm -hmm. happens What happens when you show up. Like, How do you, first of all, prepare the space for your guests? First of all, how many people mm -hmm. typically or how many couples typically attend? So we are capping this retreat at 10 couples. Mm -hmm. And when you sign up, uh, we have a, a, a group reservation at the all-inclusive adult-only luxury resort. I mean, right there, chef's kiss, right? Nice. Um, but every room is going to have an ocean view. Um, you are going to walk into your room and you're going to find a welcome kit. And in the welcome kit, you will find products that we are going to introduce you to throughout the retreat that is going to enrich your stay and uh, do, do enrich we get a, your... Do we get a sneak peek? Is there is there a vibrator? I just want to know. Um, <laughs> yes, there will be a vibrator. Um, yes. There will be lubes. There will be some other yes. really fun novel items to right. accompany those things. Um, you know, when we are only putting things that we absolutely love in these welcome bags. Um, and you can imagine as a sex coach, we try out a lot of things and <laughs> we definitely have a long list of our favorites. Um, so you're going to find the welcome, uh, the, the welcome bag. Um, you're going to rest for a while and then you're just going to meet up with us for a welcome dinner. 
And the next day you're going to, so that night you're going to go get a nice rest, maybe wander around the property, do whatever you want to do as a couple. Maybe have sex. And then maybe the next, have sex. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the next day is when the, um, the workshops actually start to take place. We have reserved a, um, a, a meeting space on property. We're going to have light beverages and snacks throughout the day for you. Um, you're going to experience about four to six hours a day of workshops. And then you will be free to do whatever it is that you want to do. But keep in mind that you will most likely be practicing some things that you're learning each day of the retreat. That is a really big part of being able to change behavioral patterns. Yes, you're learning about it, but then you also have to go practice it, right? Oh no. Oh I know, no. darn it. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, I, okay, I know the one question that everyone's going to have percolating out there and I, I do because I'm just a horny little bitch, but are people all going to be having sex in the same room? Everyone wants to know if they're going to be like group group sex, not interacting, but you know, you watch the TV yeah. shows where there are these, and and I'm like someday, everybody listen out there. I want to come experience and write about it. Um, but so that, I guess that's a question, are, mm -hmm. uh, you know, are people's people going to, you know, mess around? Great question. Thank you. What specifically in our workshops? No, actual live sex actual demonstrations on real bodies is not going to be taking place. But whatever our participants decide to do in their free time with who, 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 whoever they meet is completely up to them. You did put the caveat on their website. I thought it was great. Yeah. It's like, we're not saying this is for swingers. It's for all people. But if swinging happens... <laughs> <laughs> so was, yes. You put it in a very like a professional way. And I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we but don't want to shame anybody's, you know, sexual adventures. And if that's what you want to do, awesome. You're at an adult only resort. So go right. for it. And uh, it sounds like come with the expectation of diving into whatever, like into sexiness and intimacy mm -hmm. and sex that hopefully, depending on what your relationship is like and where you're at, it sounds like it's meant to ignite the libido and the interest in yes. one another in different ways. Is that correct? Absolutely. One of, one of the main things that we're going to touch on is a very common thread that um, my co-host and I both see in our private practices, which is couples who are experiencing uneven levels of desire. And so we're definitely going to dive into that and, and help our couples learn how to navigate that part of your relationship. I feel um, every relationship experiences it at some point. And for a lot of people, it's just like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to approach this. I don't know how to talk about it. Um, how do we not um, kind of point our finger at mm. the partner if they are experiencing um, a desire level that doesn't match ours? Um, and so that's definitely something that we're going to, we're going to touch on and really encourage conversation around. I love that. Because I think even in relationships, well, and especially for people who are, have been around the block many times, like myself, 
I have a lot of trauma from past relationships where, I mean, I've got, obviously I've got a pretty high libido and sex, sex and sexuality and, and getting uh, funky and exciting, you know, and experimenting and sexy often mm-hmm. with a partner is important to me. Um, and I think many people have found themselves in kind of sexless relationships because of lack of compatibility or not even knowing that there are resources like you out there. I mean, right. really, I, this is, relatively new information, even knowing that there are people like you and opportunities Mm -hmm. that's last, you know, I don't know, 18 years of my life. Um, We come with a lot of trauma and in Mm -hmm. newer relationships, it starts out like hot and heavy. And for me, sometimes even if a week goes by and my partner's libido is lower because of stress or whatever, or um, maybe there's a night that I think we're going to get sexy and and they're tired. And like, of course, if it's me, I'm just like, well, it's me. So I know everything's fine. I need a night to myself. But if it's him, mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? We're, mm-hmm. we're turning into a sexless relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think dealing, learning how to, even in the moment, even if it's only a week, as opposed to a year, you, when desire styles differ or mm-hmm. sorry, desire levels differ, that can really put a ripple quickly mm-hmm. into a relationship. And yeah. so that brings me to, now I want to go into what kind of workshops you have, but first, because I think it's a nice segue and I'm I'm wondering if there's correlation. I noticed on your website, it said one of the things that you're going to be addressing is, um, how to look at what sex is or redefine mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. sex is. Is that correct? How it was listed? Yeah. In there. yeah. And um, so I kind of wanted to bring that up with you because I I talk about, we have talked, meaning me and my guests over the last year and a half have talked a lot about what is sex. In fact, I think I have a whole podcast on it. And mm-hmm. I think I'm I'm assuming that's a little bit about when the desire levels come into play and what it means to have sex with one another. Is that what mm-hmm. your reframing is about? Or can we just talk about what you mean by that? Sure. Yeah. No, this is a great question. Um, a lot of people come to me and in those first couple, like one to two sessions, I really get a feel for what definition of sex they're bringing into session. Right. And a lot of people tend to have a very narrow definition of what sex is, can be, or should be, which is P in the V, right? <laughs> Penis and vagina sex. Yep. And so working with a lot of women, it's important that that definition has flexibility, that there there is an opportunity to redefine for yourselves what sex is. It's not the patriarchal definition anymore, right? So turning people onto this idea just gives me goosebumps because a lot of women feel that if P and the V sex is their only option, there's obligation, there's expectation. You're backed into a corner, right? It's like either your body is available for penetration or you turn down a connection or an opportunity for connection with your partner. Right. And if you redefine what sex is, all of a sudden, oh, this whole new world opens up to you and you have so many more options to play around with, right? You're right. no longer backed into a corner. You're no longer obligated to show up having your body penetrated in some way. And you still get to experience connection and intimacy with your partner 
leaving you both feeling fulfilled, right? So having just that understanding and just even the, 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 the wording of redefine what sex means for you brings out an emotional response for my female clients because all of a sudden there's opportunity where they felt like they didn't have opportunity to play around with right? There's like so many different options now. So then in the retreat, one thing that I really wanted to do that really motivated me to have a retreat in a tropical location away from your home state, your city of comfort is because I do work with a lot of women around their sexual context, right? What, what gets them ready? What gets them excited about saying yes to sex? What needs to happen in your environment, your emotional state, um, the feelings of your partner, the partner characteristics, like all of these things play into whether or not you're going to say yes to sex. And one of the biggest things that women start to uncover is every time I reflect on what good intimacy I've had in my past, it's usually involved some sort of aspect of vacation. Being able to leave the to-do lists, to leave the responsibility, to leave the kids, to leave household management, leave family drama, leave it all behind and just be embodied, relax and enjoy the moment. So that's why I wanted to create that context. You are stepping into that mindset when you're at this retreat. And that is really going to allow you to let your guards down, to relax, and actually take in this information that we're going to teach you, and then be able to practice it in a really calming, relaxing environment. Yeah, that resonates. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, not having yeah. to clean up your own place, not have, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love hotel sex. I, I love too. hotel it's one of my sex. absolute favorite things. It's so hot. <laughs> it's so hot. Now it's like, uh, when I started dating my current partner, he, we, he's long distance and, and we always had to meet in, uh, hotel rooms. And now I like, even if I go to a hotel by myself for like a night, I'm suddenly like horny. I'm just like conditioned hotel room. I need to be fucking (laughs) where, where are the handcuffs? Where's the, (laughs) yeah. I'm always like, okay, be sure to pack your vibrator. Be sure to pack your lube, like take it with you. You're going to want it in that hotel room. (laughs) Always bring lube. I'm so glad to know you've got lube in your, in your gift bag. I mean, it's a must, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. Now you got your people, you got them in the sexy room. Uh, you Mm -hmm. gave them lube, you angel, you, and (laughs) you have lined up workshops. Can you tell me what some of what, what are these workshops like? Yeah, Uh, sure. Well, you know, definitely throughout the entire retreat, we will be normalizing communication around this, encouraging people to speak authentically, share what you, this is a safe space. This is a judgment-free space. Um, you know, like I said, navigating uneven levels of desire, redefining um, what sex means for you individually and as a couple. I think that's really important. Um, 
learning how to increase novelty in and out of the bedroom, which is huge. And most couples don't know how to do it. Didn't realize that they should have continued. Can you, can you explain that a little bit? Uh, Explain that. Yes. Okay. So a lot of couples, when I ask them to kind of give me a brief history of their, of their sexual relationship together, they oftentimes will say, well, in the beginning, it was amazing, right? In the beginning, we were having sex like rabbits. Um, We couldn't keep our hands off of each other. We were so excited. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then as they get to kind of the middle of the relationship, it's dying down a little bit. And then towards what they're coming to see me about, like current times, they're rarely engaging in any sort of intimacy. So I like to just kind of say, remember that time when, when things were really great and hot and heavy for you guys? It's because there was a lot of novelty in your relationship. Things were new. Things were fresh. You were hanging on your partner's every word. Like you wanted to stay up till 3 a.m. making out and fucking over and over and over again, right? And over time, you know, life gets in the way, careers, maybe children, um, you know, other life stressors can pull us away from really prioritizing novelty and adventure with each other. So bringing in more novelty into the relationship right? Start dating each other. How often are you dating each other? What do those dates look like? Is it usually just one person in particular who's the quote unquote planner? Is that the person who's always making sure you go on a date? There's no balance in that, right? Right. That's bringing novelty to one partner, not both, right? So I'm going to introduce my dating structure for couples of like, how do you keep novelty flowing in the relationship? And also, how does that transfer into the bedroom and and sexy time and having sex with each other? Because having novelty in and out of the bedroom is equally important to kind of maintaining that juicy lustfulness for each other and having you feel excited to spend time with that person um, is really going to help you kind of ignite that spark in your relationship that's maybe gone dull or dim. Right, right. I feel that. That is a big challenge. I think uh, especially when you've got a partner or partners who, it's a, when you say novelty, does that oftentimes, does it always mean expanding sex into new experiences uh, along with what you are doing on your free time or date time together into new experiences? Um, or are there ways like for people who are just like, I just don't want to get, I don't, I like, I like vanilla straightforward sex. Mm-hmm. What, ha- I mean, what happens? What do you do with that? So for people, people like that, I mean, there's always a pivot that you can make. There's always like a new position you can try or, um, you know, try taking sex out of the bedroom and having sex on the living room furniture for once, like go for a drive in the country, have sex in the car. Like there's ways around that where you can even like say, you know what, we got to mix things up a little bit. Let's hop online. Let's pick out a sex toy together and order it. And then by the time you hit purchase, there's excitement percolating between you because now you're waiting for this thing to arrive. Ooh, it finally arrives. You have the unboxing of it. 
And then you get to plan on using it together. Let's figure out how to use this together. All of that is novelty. Mm -hmm. Um, But let's say one partner is even saying like, I want more emotional intimacy, not just like the physical piece. That is something that you can incorporate as a novel act in Mm -hmm. your sessions, whatever you want to call it, your playtime or your intimacy hour, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that's, that's a pretty big chunk of what I do as a coach is help people who feel like they have a limited creative span when it comes to novelty in your relationship, because I am full of ideas, right? And it really does, um, just talking to clients, I get a sense of who they are. Um, you know, what are their limitations? Are there certain things we can challenge with those limitations? Or is that like a hard no for this person? Great. Let's navigate around that. So it really is about just creating more adventure, creating more creativity, and just being more curious with your partner in general can really enrich the relationship with novelty. And what do you find that the benefit is? We already know the benefit to doing this in a sexy location, obviously, right? Away from what is the benefit to doing this in a group situation where they're going to be with, you know, 19, well, 18 other people? Great question. It, It normalizes your concerns. It normalizes what's happening in your own relationship because oftentimes in our society, like we said, we don't talk about these things. And so it can leave us feeling very isolated and feeling like, I don't have anyone to talk to about this. I feel like I'm the only one dealing with this. Um, I feel like I'm in a hole and I don't know how to get out of it. So being in a retreat situation or environment is normalizing all of this. It's saying, hey, we all go through issues in our relationships, especially our sex lives. And it can be very helpful to just hear someone else say, you're not alone. I experienced this too, right? Um, There's a real energetic shift in in group work, right? You come in a little bit hesitant, uh, nervous energy. And then as people start sharing or learning alongside of you, there's a real sense of community that starts to develop. And um, community just feels like, a big hug in a time where maybe you feel uncertain or like you don't have a direction of where you're going to go. Yeah. I think uh, you keep coming back to the word normalization. And I Mm -hmm. think that that's so important. And when you realize the person next to you, or at least, you know, like out of the 20 people that half of them feel the same way as you or, you know, suddenly, yeah, I think that's like a light going off. Because we all can feel very much like it's just me. Like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with us? And Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, no, like, this is common, which means there's a way to work with it. Um, I wonder if, and perhaps you have the answer to this, if being with other people and hearing what they're going through and the solutions they're uh, using or finding, if Mm -hmm. if if sometimes it moves that needle on another couple, if they're like, oh, well, they're doing that. I guess I thought I wasn't open to that, but because other people feel comfortable with this or that, suddenly you're like, oh, yeah, maybe I am open to that. I mean, that happens to me all of the time. In easily the last two years since doing this podcast, I've gone from being hard no on so many things to being like, huh, 
maybe. And then mm-hmm. being at like, hell yeah, on things yeah. that I thought I would never would be. And it's all because I'm the conversations I'm having and hearing what other women, uh, vulva owners, people who I uh, look up to mm-hmm. are open to. And I'm like, well, if they're open well, to this, they're, yeah, yeah, then I guess, <laughs> I guess maybe I could be too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as human beings, it's, it kind of sucks, but oftentimes we need permission. We need permission from somebody other than ourselves to say, it's okay for you to feel this way. It's okay for you to explore this or that. And Mm -hmm. sometimes just hearing that alone can really shift someone's mindset and how they see something. Right. Right. Um, so exploring kind of, you know, intimacy building stuff is going to be a big part of this retreat, but also how to be a better lover is going to be a part of this retreat. So if there's certain, certain skill sets you're wanting to learn, like oral sex, right? My, my husband and I are going to do um, a whole lesson on oral sex on a vulva. How? How? How are we going to do that? (laughs) We are going to have um, an actual like educational pelvis to do this exercise Mm -hmm. on. Um, But also I'm going to encourage everybody who wants to take this lesson to have like a, just slice an orange in half. So it's how you have a moist environment to play around with. And then you're actually going to practice some of the techniques Mm -hmm. that we're going to teach you. And then if you want to learn how to give more pleasure to a penis owner, then you are actually going to have a cucumber or a carrot to play around with and actually practice some of these things. Um, You know, it's one thing to watch it. It's another thing to actually practice it on something. And then you get to go practice it in the privacy of your own suite with your partner and have some fun in that practice mode with each other. Right. You know, yeah, that's, it's so funny. Uh, I've said this, I've done a podcast both on dick sucking and clit sucking. And mm-hmm. <laughs> ironically, I would say my confident in the confidence in the dick sucking area is pretty low. Now with women, mm. I, I feel totally more confident because I, because mm. I, because I, know, I have more of an understanding of what's happening down mm-hmm. there, but mm-hmm. I love, um, and what are you going to practice on other than, you know, a, cu- a cucumber or a carrot, right. <laughs> your partner, <laughs> your partner, maybe take the cucumber just to make them feel better. You know, if you're right. choosing the smallest <laughs> thing there, they might, <laughs> you know, people can be, um, yeah. but that's great. I love that you're actually good. I mean, people want that kind of guidance. People really mm-hmm. want like, literally, what do I do with these different body parts right. and how do I make it sexy? And that mm-hmm. is something that never happens in sex education, right? We're taught like no. the mechanics. We're not taught how to make it enjoyable. We're not taught about right. how to make it pleasurable or um, even yeah. a positive experience for our partners. Right. Right. I insane? mean, pleasure is, pleasure is never brought up ever. Never. And there are so many health benefits that go, I mean, you know, go along with all mm-hmm. of having good sex and experiencing mm-hmm. pleasure and, and being connected, like so many health benefits, fuck taking yeah. your daily vitamin, like having mm-hmm. daily sex, daily ple- pleasure, you get so much, right. you know, it's kind of either crazy. with yourself or someone right. else. You don't even mm-hmm. need someone else. Yeah. I mean, it's right. nice. 
Certainly nice. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> For some of us, some but, people yeah. don't want other people involved. I get that. I get that 100%. Um, all right. So you've got the workshops. You've given us a view of what that looks like. As it's coming to the close, can you tell me some things you expect or people can expect? Do our friendships made? Is there, you know, how mm-hmm. do you think people will feel by the end of the, how many days is it? It is um, five days. Yeah, five days. And Mm -hmm. you have the option of coming earlier or staying later if you want Mm -hmm. to um, just have your own free time at the resort, not attached to the retreat. So that's always an option. Um, Yeah. What was your question? I'm sorry. Uh, Near the end. Like, uh, do you you find that there's bonding? Do you think there'll be bonding? Do you Mm -hmm. think at the end... Uh, they've signed up for this adventure. What is the expectation by the end of it that that people can have? Yeah, I think we are going to really create an environment that is really welcoming and expressive and fun. And I think through that energy, people will really feel connected with each other. Um, Also, you're bonding over something that when you walked in, it felt somewhat uncomfortable to be there. And then at the end, um, you know, checking in with everyone, I hope they say like, I feel hopeful. I feel excited. I feel ready to go home and start putting these things into practice every day in my relationship. Um, I really love that word hopeful, um, because people outside of this retreat, a lot of people don't feel hopeful when it comes to sex. And, um, that's exactly why we're doing this retreat is for people who feel like that and feel like I need some guidance. So yeah, I really hope people form friendships, um, possibly, you know, carrying this into their day-to-day life beyond the retreat, staying in touch with each other, maybe holding each other accountable, right. And right. being able to check in and say, how's it going for you? You know, do you need a pep talk? Do you need me to give you some encouragement? Um, have you lost sight of this? Remember when they shared that? Like, that can be really helpful. Yeah. Have you been to a sex and intimacy retreat yourself? Have you gone through it? I one? have. Yes. All right. Yes, I have. Um, it is, It there's an energy that it's hard to describe, right? It's, it's, it's nervous energy, it's excited energy. Um, but it's kind of like the more you see people relax their shoulders, the more you see people relax the jaw, the more you see people lean back in their chairs and kind of accept that this is the reality they're sitting in right now, you know, and really become excited that that energy, that nervous energy shifts into excited energy, and that is very contagious. And so um I am just a huge proponent for self-improvement in general, you know, in my own personal life, like how can I improve? How can I, what else can I learn? Because I don't know everything and I really want to expose myself to new ideas, new processes and new experiences. What, when you were there, when you went through this, which obviously is before you have put one on yourself, what was the most surprising thing that took place? And what was most surprising for you in your own experience? You know, the most surprising thing for me was thinking going into it that I was going to have certain reservations about things. 
things that I might be exposed to and learning about myself that I was, I was, I did not have a barrier to those things at all, but in my mind, examples, um, like, uh, certain things around like the BDSM world experience, Mm -hmm. like it's, it's a pretty broad spectrum of kind of what you can experience in the BDSM world and learning that it doesn't all just have to be this extreme experience. Like there's really like light and sensitive aspects to BDSM. And so for me to learn that I was like, Oh, this is exciting to me because it added to my toolbox of options that I have to work with. Mm -hmm. And it really does go to show that if you have a limited belief around something going into it, you can have some guards up about it. Um, but really exposing yourself to it can, can help break those walls down because you're gaining experience and you're gaining confidence around your own belief system, right? Like what, what am I into? What am I not into? Right. So 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 what you're saying now is you've built a red room in your Back of your, <laughs> your husband I, is currently chained up there waiting for his <laughs> evening spanking. That's what I thought. <laughs> oh, I would never leave him chained up alone. No. Um, <laughs> oh, you're sweet. You're sweet, Dom. I love it. Yeah. Um, I wish we had the space for oh, the wonderful. sex room. Yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully in the near future, we'll have a bigger house and I can have something like that. But, um, you know, every time you challenge yourself and step into something that feels uncomfortable, you come out of that experience changed. It's true. And I feel that that is the spice of life that mm-hmm. that keeps me going, that keeps me interested. And it helps add that novelty into my life and into my sex life that gets me excited to go back for more. Right, right. And don't you think, I I do think uh, day-long workshops are great. I do think, you know, the one-on-one sessions are great, but there is something about having a block of time that's a couple of days where you're immersed Mm -hmm. in intimacy Mm -hmm. that next levels your experience, your learning curve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, and, and this is why retreats are so um, powerful and beneficial is because it does allow you to kind of have blinders on for just your relationship, just your partner. Like you are making the commitment to be there for yourself, but also each other and to prioritize this part of your relationship and carry that excitement and that prioritization home with you and keep it going. Okay. I have one last question. I think it's pretty important. Who do you think should not sign up for a retreat? Like this specific retreat or retreats in general? Yeah. I'm just thinking in general, I can see, and and I don't know the answer to this, but I Mm -hmm. think especially sometimes when people are in crisis, they're like, I'm going to go do the biggest thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah. and I don't know, maybe that would be the right thing, but I'm curious if there's anyone who you're just like, maybe don't make that your first step because it's not going mm. to be a good experience for you. 
Um, or if sure. you think, you know, anyone, what, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. can't imagine, yeah. but I think being able to know yourself well enough to say, um, I think this might just put a bandaid on my issues and not necessarily help me look at what's causing all of these symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you are the type of person who wishes that there was just a pill you could take to make everything better, retreats are probably not the best approach for you. Um, being able to really do um, like deep dive inner work with a personal therapist is the best way to figure out what is what is the next step for me? What should be the next step for me in figuring out this part of my life, right? So if let's say couples are really having issues around this and they keep fighting and nothing seems to work, you know, maybe there's been some infidelity in the past. Maybe there's some trust issues. Like um, that is definitely like therapy, go to therapy first. And then tell your therapist, we're interested in a retreat someday. Can you let us know when you think we're ready for that? Right. And then listen to your therapist's advice. But this is, this is something that a retreat is an investment. Mm -hmm. It's an investment in you. It's an investment in your relationship. So make sure that your relationship is in a place that is really going to benefit from this intense work. It's not going to solve all your problems overnight. No, but uh, it sounds like an amazing thing to do as a couple. It's not something I've ever experienced. Yeah. I've been very curious about it, uh, about, you know, and, I, and, and listeners, please realize there, are, as you have pointed out, there are a variety of different types of retreats out there yeah. to choose from and look at, but I think it's been really useful to have someone like you uh, come on this podcast with me and really talk through what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you've given just an awesome overview. I love Puerto Vallarta. I can't speak mm-hmm. to its beauty and just the energy in that area is magical. I've been there quite quite often. Uh, so I am hoping p- perhaps afterwards we'll be able to have you back and talk about how it went. Um, yeah. So uh, before we wrap this up, I want you to... Tell the listeners where they can find all your information. I know you also have a podcast, so it's a Mm -hmm. great time to share that with the listeners to give them all your stuff. Obviously, uh, when you scroll down to the notes in this podcast, um, you are going to be able to find links. I'm also going to, by the time this goes live, there will be a profile uh, piece on Christine. So you will be able to find out more about her Um, You'll be able to find out more about her retreat. I'll have that written up. Uh, We'll have links to the retreat too. But Christine, why don't you tell them how they can check you out more? Great. Thank you so much. Um, So you can find me on Instagram, sexcoachchristine. And Christine is spelled with a K. R-I-S-T-I-N-E. I do have a podcast. It's called So I Married a Sexologist, My Husband and I. Um, started a podcast together just to normalize couples talking about sex. And we um, season one is really us just kind of diving in together. And then season two, we actually interview guests 
And um, we have such a fun time. My husband is a comedian. I should say that. So, oh boy, um, that's awesome. He, he, <laughs> yeah, he brings in the humor and just our banter together is, is, is really fun. Um, you can visit my website, uh, doyoursexlifeafavor.com. Uh, and then to learn more about the retreat, which is going to happen April 21st through the 29th of next year, 2023, visit this website, rejuvenateintimacy.com and scroll through, find more information about what exactly we're offering in the retreat. And then at the very bottom, you'll see a, 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 a complete interest form. Click on that. And it's just a short survey that you're going to fill out that just kind of tells us a little bit about you and your partner. Why are you interested in this retreat? And then my partner and I, Kristen Thomas, will get back to you um, on, you know, is this a good fit for you and your relationship? Um, yeah. And I just so appreciate you having me on and allowing me this time and space to talk about this and just sex in general. Thank you for doing the work that you're doing. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm really excited about it. And I'm so glad you took the time to join me. And uh, of course, listeners, you know where you can find me. I'm on Instagram and Facebook, Locker Room Talking Shots. She explores life. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at uh, Locker Room Talk Podcast. Famous. Oh, yeah. So uh, by the time this goes live, I have started to publish the video YouTube version of the podcast on my YouTube channel at Annette Benedetti. And this will be one of a handful that will be up by that time. So that's very new for you guys. Head over there, check it out if you have time to watch. Um, thank you so much for joining me and thank you listeners for listening. So until next time, I will see you in the locker room. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Ring loop. Bring sexy back in 2024 with hot lingerie, sensual body products, and adventurous sex toys from lovehoney.com, all at a 15% discount with code EXPLORES15. Embrace your inner bombshell with their gorgeous brawn panty sets, baby dolls, and corsets. Then explore your desires with their line of toys that range from vanilla is my flavor to tie me up and call me good girl daddy. And don't forget to treat yourself to massage candle or essential body oil, all for 15% off with code EXPLORES15 when you shop lovehoney.com. That's right, 15% off on lingerie, sex toys, and more when you shop lovehoney.com and use code EXPLORES15 at checkout. Cheers.